So if you could be here around nine, that would be great. Okay. Well, listen here. Hello, I'm Miss H, and today Mr. O and I will be discussing the season five finale of Love After Lockup. On this episode, Melissa laughs at Louie's dentures. Chelsea and Mikey talk about Chelsea's newfound money. Brittany and Kirok visit Brittany's brother's grave. Brittany asks Andy for money to send to Gracie. Sheree and Anthony get into physical altercation. Joy picks up Red to head to New Mexico. And Renika considers a life as one of many Asante's girls. If you like what you hear, please give us a rating. And if you watch 90 Day Fiance, check out our other podcast channel, 90 Day MK, Teachable Moments with Miss H and Mr. O. Thanks and enjoy. Hello, Miss H. Hello, Mr. O. How are things going with you? Ah, technical difficulties. Yeah, technical difficulties on both (laughs) of our ends. (laughs) Yeah, Windows really, really is pushing for me to upgrade, and Skype is always trying to update. Yeah, that, uh, yeah, I, I I get that. Mine was on. Mine was more of a uh, YouTube TV error because apparently there was two episodes, and I didn't know <laughs> yeah. that. There, I watched one episode and took all these notes, and then come to find out there was a second episode, and the season, which was the season finale. So I'm like, yeah. I was, and it's like that's what bothers me about this show so many times mm-hmm. is just to be like, why can't we know when it's ending, ever? Right. Like. I, I, I want to make, you know, not plans for it, but I have, we, we do this thing and it's nice to know when the, when the seasons are ending, when the new season's starting and we never know until it's just like, they didn't even say, usually they say last time, you know, next week on the season finale, this time they're just like, right. Yeah. We didn't randomly, get anything. The only- here's two episodes you weren't expecting. And by the way, right. the second one's just a finale. Like what? Yeah. The only reason why I knew that it was the season finale, other than your random obligatory title cards at the end with an update, was the fact that they were like, oh, uh, Life After Lockup starts off December 1st. And I was like, wait a second, isn't that on Friday? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, and I, I so, just yeah. zoomed through the commercials. I was like kind of had my back up against the wall trying to get, get this in before I did something. And like, you know, watched it all the way through and there were credits rolled and things. And I was like, great, finished my episode. I didn't even had. And then there was a completely separate episode. So everything that happened in the second part, I don't know. I have nothing for her. Well, why don't we start off with Asante and uh, Renika since they were barely in it um, and they were only in it as an obligatory like, oh, we're at the end. So pretty much Asante is hanging out one with one of his girlfriends, who, by the way, is not auntie. And uh, he calls Renika just to say, hey, what's up? Renika's hanging out with her family. She's decided to stay in Atlanta and her family has all come to visit. And they're just having a get together and a party. And Renika picks up the call and is kind of flirty with Asante and you know but at the same time she's asking the questions like whatever happened to Auntie and he tells us and the producers that yeah Auntie's kind of around and so is Renika and his other these other women so Renika kind of admits that she still loves the guy and that you know if something were to happen then maybe but as we all know, and we've been saying, uh, Asante tragically passed away in a car accident. And so, you know, that's kind of the end of all that. The rumors are is that he had one of his many girlfriends pregnant. And uh, I think it was Stephanie who wasn't even featured at all on the show. She wasn't the new girlfriend. She wasn't Ante as far as we know. 
It's not Renika, but uh, and then we know that Renika did go to his uh, services. So, yeah, that was pretty much all we saw on them. Oh, yeah. Just- I'm a little surprised that Renika seemed open because the way she ended things, it seemed like she wasn't going to embarrass herself, you know, playing around with his nonsense. Yeah, I don't I, I never get why any of these people on any of these shows never can make a clean break. Like, yeah, uh, I mean, I wouldn't say never. I'm trying to actually I'm trying to think of an example of somebody that made a clean break. Like, I mean, that we know is finished. Right. Because it's just like they don't. And I don't I don't understand. I don't get it. It doesn't make sense to me. Like this guy was clearly lying to you the entire time about everything. he ever said. Everything that comes out of his mouth is a lie. Like, I don't understand why you're even entertaining anything. What are you doing? Right. Right. And you and you kind of know it's kind of sad that, you know, if he was still alive, that he would still be stringing along all these all women. Of them. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, it, and and that's I mean, so I want I, I, I really want to wonder at somebody who's like this. What is his success rate of stringing people along? Right. Because I feel like if I tried to string people, along, is he just going out there and he he's making attempts to string along 20 women and five of them come along. So he's got five. Or <laughs> yeah. is he like. Batting a thousand, like there's only oh, two women have ever ever said no to me for any reason. Like, is he just like picking out the right women? How does that work? I don't know how that works. I honestly, I feel like it's a mix of those things, right? Picking the right women who just don't care, mm-hmm. you know, and then uh, you know, just also playing the numbers and trying to as best as he can hide it from the people who would care. It doesn't seem like he's trying as best as can to hide it. Like no, that is not that cannot really be his isn't. best effort. Gosh, let's hope not. Yeah. All right. Uh, we yeah, we barely saw them um, and we barely saw Brittany and Key Rock. And I have a feeling it's just because they're going to be on life after a lockup. Right. So let's talk mm-hmm. about them. Uh, Brittany and Key Rock, they're still arguing about kids when Brittany storms outside and tells Key Rock not to follow her, even though he wasn't really even trying to follow her. He was just like relaxing on the bed. Moments later, he follows her outside where Brittany is crying, saying she doesn't feel like he wants a family. Key Rock says that the conversation with the doctor scared him because of the side effects of the hormones. He knows she wants everything mapped out, but Key Rock says they need to get their lives on track first. Brittany says they have to plan this out because they're not a normal couple and just wants reassurance that he wants the same things. Key Rock says he hasn't ruled anything out, but he just doesn't see himself wanting kids right now. She asks if he even wants to get married, and he says absolutely. Brittany thinks that she is making a lot of sacrifices for their future, and they are just having a lack of understanding. Later, Brittany, Key Rock, and Key Rock's brother TJ are on their way to the cemetery. They're visiting Dejan's grave. Dejan is Key Rock and TJ's brother. He was possibly schizophrenic, and he was walking and got hit by a train in 2015. Dejan had scripture glued inside his hat, which Key Rock thought should have protected him, so it took him a little while to get right with God. Key Rock does a gospel rap for Dejan uh, at his grave, and Brittany is crying, and TJ applauds. They all hold hands, and Brittany leads them in prayer. Key Rock is planning on doing chest surgery soon, and Brittany is hoping that Key Rock will officially propose. And so that's kind of where we left off. You know, we will see them on life after lockup. Um, so it kind of sounds like their storyline may be coming out of this is the chest surgery, mm-hmm. uh, maybe a proposal. Um, but, you know, just this argument over the kids, it's like 
we are at a standstill. You know, it's the exact same argument. Right. Like the right. last nothing, three episodes. Nothing, at least. nothing has meaningfully changed. And it's just and that's where seems to be where Key Rock is upset. He's like, why are we why why do you just keep bringing up the same conversation that we just had yeah. like like three days ago? And we kind of it, it's no different to where we stopped. Like, so what are you doing? However, yeah. if he's trying to get chest surgery, then he's not having kids. Like that's yeah. that's it. Right. And not saying he, it's impossible, but like the reason he doesn't want to have kids, the biggest reason he doesn't want to have kids, he doesn't want to have to go backwards in his transition. Right. Right. Well, why are you going right. to spend a bunch of money on a chest surgery only to. If you're going to get a chest. If you're going to grow another chest. Like you're right. not going to do that. Like that's. Yeah. And so to me, that's him like officially saying no kids for me. There are other ways to have kids that I wish. Sure. I, I wish that their conversation went that way instead of just being like, well, I just want to family like yeah. you know and it's just like it's it just so circular <sighs> right Brittany's whining is a little much sometimes but you know I, I almost want to say it's on Brittany Kirok has been very clear about where he stands right now and Brittany like sees that as resolution right she seems to be okay with okay he could be convinced later mm-hmm. but then the next day she's like well we gotta try to convince him again it's later now yeah like, how about it's now? just like yeah. <laughs> right and so i kind of feel like okay it's mostly on you because you have said okay case closed for today and then pick up again tomorrow and it's like well you know, I, I key rock is pretty consistent she's pretty consistent but she's the one who lets it go Right. And, Thinking I, and it, I, I get it that from it his perspective, even whether it does, if, because if it does need time, because if, if he said, all right, fine, do you want to go get pregnant tomorrow? She'd be like, mm-hmm. no. And it's like, then why are we talking about this right I now? I think she would be okay <laughs> with being pregnant tomorrow. I think she's – and I think that's one of the sacrifices she's talking about. She's okay with waiting because he needs more time. Well, and then yeah. that's the thing. It's when he needs more time, he literally means years, right? And so bringing right. up the next day – isn't helping, isn't moving him towards feeling like it's more of an option. Um, yeah. It, it, it's it's very it's, – it's also just super confusing and super foreign to me to be like, but I'm 23. I need babies now. God, I know, right? <laughs> right? That's – not That's really because in of, general, yeah, yeah, like how many 23-year-olds do you know who are like, must be parent now? Like hardly any. Yeah. They're like thinking the opposite. How can I avoid being a parent right yes, now? Yes, yes. It's it, You cross that line at some point where a, a, a positive pregnancy test goes from being like, oh, shit, to oh, shit. Like, you know. Like, yeah. <laughs> and it's usually not when you're 23 that, that, that that's going on. Right, right. right. Um, because that's the other thing too is there's so many people in so many situations in this show and I, we've said this before where I'm just like, you think you're in the situation in your life where your kids are going to help or are you going to be able to help kids? It seems like – to more to Kirok's point, that don't you want to be get on your feet? Like you're living under in somebody else's house. Like I don't know. Yeah. That's, that's just – that's also very foreign to me. Right, right. All right. So let's go on to – uh, Joy and Red, which I guess I definitely missed the big end to. So there we go. So Red is in his mom's house and he's pretty confident that Joy is going to calm down and come back to him. After all, she doesn't even know that he cheated on her. So as far God. as she knows, it's, he's, she, she's just upset that he walked out of an argument. How is she going to break up over just walking out of an argument? So that can't happen. So producers ask him if he's going to tell her about having sex with his bestie, Julie. And he says that he will eventually... 
But mm. yeah, it's not something I have to worry about because he's never going to step out on her ever again. Mostly because Julie wasn't very good in the sack, but also because he wanted to get it out of his system. Oh, God. So we switch, we switch then to Joy, who is, surprise, surprise, crying and says, <laughs> says she's on her way home. Uh, so she tells us in an interview that she doesn't want her child to grow up around a lot of fighting like she had to. So, of course, as soon as she gets a call from Red, who calls her just not – it's like he just rotates call, message, like message, call, call, message, voicemail, voicemail, message, call. Like just – he just his phone has got to be on like 2%. So anyway, annoying. And his apologizing is just being like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, I fucked up. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You know I fucked up. I'm sorry. I would never do such a – and then like – I would never – he would never do this with my son. I can't believe she would give up a seven-year relationship just because I stepped out during an argument. Come on, man. Come on. Just come back. You know, come back. Come back. I, I'm, it's literally just begging on the phone. Yeah. And the first time at least, uh, he, she just is like, no. So – but the begging is not done. She's five hours away from now and, and she's in a hotel room, which is, you know, five more hours of begging. So he keeps calling and leaving messages and begging and begging and begging. And she says, you know – he doesn't realize that it's not, it's not all about him. It, but she also says, it has been seven years and I love him. And, you know, I have to be thinking about my son's sway because I got to give this loser around him. That's the way to make mm. his life better. And then she just says she doesn't know what to do. But evidently, that wasn't the end. So what no. happened after that? So then at the end, I... You know, uh, Red is obsessively calling Joy and Joy shows up at his house, rings the doorbell. He kind of scurries over, not really expecting it to be her, but it's her and he's surprised. And Joy doesn't even give him a hard time. It's like, oh, I love you. And then uh, but the one thing she does say to him is, I just need you to be honest with me. And he says, OK. And then that was pretty much it. Um, I know they're. They weren't really on it, and we're definitely left on a bit of a, you know, what happens when she finds out because they're going to be on life after lockup. Yeah. Well, and there was something – was there – I don't know. Was in this episode there was a, a some breaking – a break, break shit room or something going on? Oh, yes, there was. Um, that was – really uneventful they did uh they were driving on their way to new mexico and they both had said that they had really really wanted to go to a rage room and Mm. so they were just breaking stuff and joy was trying to frame it in a okay we're gonna let things go so we're just gonna talk about you know all the things that we're really upset at and then like have it be represented and like manifested into a bottle and then you like break it so now he doesn't have to apologize for it because the bad thing that he did is in the past and she already let it go. Right. Yeah, that's actually true. Yeah, (laughs) that was good planning on his part. But it was actually interesting because she forgave herself in this rage room for all the men she slept with prior to Red. Oh, she forgave herself for that, did she? Mm -hmm. Yes, she did. She's like, you know, I'm letting go of, you know, the guilt over, you know. The guilt over all the, the other guys before they were dating she needs, needs not feel guilt about. It's the, only the three that were during <laughs> while they were dating that the problem comes right. up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I just, yeah, definitely. He was, 
the like I don't understand how this works to get anybody back. Not because of the same reasons we talked about before. Like what right. what is it? You know, she had the sunk cost fallacy. She had you right. know, I've spent already spent seven years and and I guess I love him that we, we talked about before. But like he was actively turning me off. Like if that's all you heard yeah. is with this begging. To be oh my honest, God. I kind of felt like she came back despite him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like she it did he, what he did had nothing to do with her decision to come back. I feel like she was in her own mind. She was ignoring his messages for the most part. And I feel like she came back because she was like, oh, you know, I I can't you know, leave without the father of my child. Oh, you know, I don't want to be too. a single mom. That bothered me and, too. Oh, I'm going to miss my kid every day. You've never met that kid. Right. You've never and met then him. Also, yes, and exactly. <laughs> and the other thing is, is it really, I don't know why it annoys me, but it annoys me that they're acting like he is the real dad. And it annoys me that they act mm-hmm. like they're already married mm-hmm. when none of those things are true. Yep. Yep, yep. I mean, I just, I couldn't, I was just like, every time I was like, oh my God, will this guy shut the hell up? Because he didn't actually say anything. He was just like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, sorry for what? I don't what? even think he what knew sorry what he for? was sorry for. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I just apologize, apologize, I'll apologize. And it's like, it, it just, you weren't saying anything. You were just like, right. Annoying her into getting her, get it coming back. And it's like the worst, ugh, he annoyed me yeah. so much. He annoyed me so much. Yeah. But I just feel like maybe it's despite him. Maybe it did work on her. I feel like a lot of women who thought they had a big, you know, very big, strong. That's that's who you want for the father of your kid. This guy who's pathetically mm-hmm. begging you on the leaving you endless messages and begging you on messages. That's that's the role model you want to have for for sway. Come on, like. Yeah, it just okay, and it kind of goes to how I view him in general. He reminds me of a little kid. Yes. Right. Yeah. Like just and it's like the little kid who really wants something and isn't getting his way, mm-hmm. and just consistently bugging the person t- until he gets his way, and that's you know it's all right. Consistent. Well, then the same thing he did there. I saw a shiny thing I wanted to have sex with, and so I did. Mm-hmm. And since it wasn't, oh, it wasn't as fun as, as I thought it was going right. to be. Now I'll never do that again. Right? Yeah, that's ridiculous <laughs> to me. It's like, oh, if sex with Julie was good, then I feel like this would be a very different story right. going on here. I think so, too. Yeah. 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 Uh, All right. Well, speaking of fake marriages, let's talk about Sheree and Anthony. So this was actually a very unexpected turn, uh, very serious and somber. Uh, Sheree is packing up a box of Anthony's things. She said they got in a fight because she was starting to get a feeling that Anthony was stepping out or cheating on her, but she couldn't really prove it. So she went through his phone and saw that he was talking to another woman. He got mad and took her phone, but Sheree was strong enough to actually wrestle it back from him. So, you know, that just enraged him and he bit her in the back. Thankfully, Richie, Sheree's son, wasn't around, but the cops did come. Sheree didn't press charges, even though biting her was a bitch move, as she says. Uh, Anthony's mom, Sharice, comes by and gives Sheree a hug, and she really just can't even believe that all this is happening. Even though Anthony is a mama's boy, his mom seems to be on Team Sheree because she doesn't think any woman should stand for a man to treat her like uh, Anthony has. She thinks that Anthony needs to grow up and have some integrity and principles. Sharice has also signed up Anthony for anger management class. 
Sheree then asks Sharice for her key back just so she feels like Anthony doesn't have access to her home. We see that Sheree is still wearing her engagement ring and she says that she's not going to take off her ring because she wants to believe that Anthony will change. She hopes that Anthony will be a different man, but until he is, Sheree doesn't want to be with him. Sheree is still in communication with Anthony, although she is focusing on herself while Anthony is continuing with the anger management. All right. So, I mean, I was really surprised. I mean, Anthony just seemed so mellow. Right. I mean, he always had kind of like this, like, mad dog look on his face. Like, he always just looked angry. Yeah, he never looked yeah. happy he about anything. He never happy, but he looked, like, but he was very chill and frustrated, about not, mm-hmm. like, violent. Right. Sure. And I don't know what violent would look like, I guess, in a well, person when they're not, temper. like, Yeah, we never saw him enraged. actively with his, with his temper right. out. Um, yeah, right. We just saw him. We just saw him kind of like that. But let's, like... I also am curious as to how much of a like bite, you know, like <laughs> I like there's a lot of a, a huge stratus strata of things I can think of is and mm-hmm. it's never acceptable to put your hands on somebody like I'm not going to say right. it is. But in terms of like, like my cat, sometimes my cat bites me just to be like, eh, stop petting me. Yeah. It's like a just uh, my teeth well, went down there. I mean, and other times not a it's cat. like there's blood and things. Yeah, and I'm, but you know what I'm saying? Like, is this just like I don't know? There's a huge variance in the amount of violence that can be contained in "He bit me." You know what I'm saying? Right. Mm-hmm. And and you know the thing is is that what I thought was interesting is we never got a interview yeah. with Anthony. Yeah. Pretty much like in this whole entire episode. And I mean, and also, you know, Starcasm reported that Anthony actually went back to yeah, prison. He's back in jail. So, yep. <laughs> I mean, he might not even had the opportunity. And, and and he went back to prison having nothing to do with no, this domestic it was, uh, violence. For possession. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, just I always like to have both sides of the story, but if you only have one side, and even Sheree, she didn't end up pressing charges. I I feel like, if anything, she kind of downplayed maybe what really happened. I mean, maybe what she said is absolutely 100% truth, but I would say it probably wasn't worse than what she said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that probably sounds about right. Yeah, it's just, it, it's surprising, and like, it's also... It was also like, if you think about how the argument progressed, is is mm-hmm. that stupid like projection. She was like, well, I think you're talking to people. I'm going to grab your phone and look at it. And he was like, well, then I'm going to grab your phone. Like, but mm-hmm. you don't, you're just doing that because I have your phone. Not because you think there's anything on my phone. It's just a right. weird, weird way of going about it. Yeah, because that's the other thing, too, is like, you know, oh, okay, so you're going to focus on the domestic violence piece to this. But it's like, but let's go back to the part where Sheree actually found evidence that he was talking to another woman. (laughs) Like, that's problematic, too. Right, right. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. All right. So, yeah, so we will not be seeing them on life after lockup. This is the end of them as we know it. Yeah, since we I mean, not surprising since we didn't even hear from half of the couple this time right uh, and he's back in prison so i don't know maybe they'll be on love after lockup again when he gets out like, again be love dur- go back to love during lockup and then, <laughs> right yeah, yes then they can do in love after lockup again because he's it's after again all right yeah. let's talk chelsea and mikey 
So Mikey has finally gotten his leave to go visit Chelsea in Ohio, and he's not really feeling great about it because last time his daughter Hadley gave him a, a hard time about leaving the state. But he wants to go see how well he can do meeting with Chelsea at her place with her family. And she, he gets there and she's all smiles and everything. And uh, she's nervous to show him around because she wants to, you know, she wants to impress him. So on top of all that, she's also nervous because her kids are getting home soon. Of course, it's super important that they get along with Mikey. So she introduces everybody and, get, and he gives all the kids hugs. And they get some takeout and he hopes that the uh, pressure of providing for his family, uh, you know, for this family, not his family, with this family doesn't just lead to more um, – you know, more weight on his shoulders and more stress because that, that's hard to do it. So the kids ask if he's going to move to Ohio and he says he can't just yet because he's on parole, which he'll have to have, you know, be on parole for the next three years. So the daughter, Audrey, says he's not quite what, you know, he what they expected, but she's been down this road a few times of new men moving in and they said they all just always just yell at me. So I'm reserving my judgment on that. Chelsea then gets nervous when she sees a cop car outside. So this brings up um, – how there she she hopes that the cops aren't here for her oldest kid Corey, who knows all about being on probation because he's on probation now. God, um, he's fifteen and he has already been hit up for petty theft. So that gives kind of a short "don't be like me" lecture for Mikey. So the knock on the door kind of be like, "Oh no, is it the cops?" But it's not the cops. It's Chelsea's friend Beth, and that's a signal for the kids to dip out so the adults can talk. So Beth finally gets a chance to talk to Mikey. We've seen her last season expressing like being the designated friend before. And she gets to talk to Mikey one-on-one when Chelsea leaves to help one of the kids with homework. So she tells him, it's Beth tells Mikey that she was pretty sure he was full of shit when it came to his strokes. She was the one who was like, that doesn't make any sense. Nope. Uh-uh. And more or less asks about his intentions and, um, you know, asks about his drug use. And he, you know, tries to say all the right things. So soon, Chelsea's younger son, Trevor, comes in and wants to show him around the house. And that gives Beth a, talk to, a chance to talk to Chelsea for a while, who's very relieved that, uh, you know, he's here. He's getting along with the kids. Things are going great so far. So then Chelsea and Beth talk about that conversation they had where uh, Mikey wants to know where did she get all this money? Um, Beth says she doesn't – I don't understand why he would ask you about that. Why is that any of his business? So she tells us that she doesn't want to talk – Chelsea tells us she doesn't want to talk about where the money is coming from because every time she talks about money and where it is and where it's coming from, someone steals it. So it's going to be a problem if he keeps talking about it. So later on, we see Mike uh, getting, getting things ready for the day and he's saying it's kind of just been a shit show this morning. He planned to take Chelsea horseback riding but the kids are sick. So she wants – instead of – so instead of him being scared off by a horse, Chelsea has to – stay to take care of Corey and Audrey, take them to the doctor and things like that. So he's still hoping that they can get some alone time and talk about stuff like the monies and maybe even he can get lucky. So he wants her to leave the kids with Gio, her friend, and then he spills the beans that we, we, I had horseback riding planned. So she doesn't want to hurt his feelings and also doesn't want to leave the kids alone. So she's a little bit torn. But ultimately, she decides to go with Mikey because she's never had a date before. And now is a golden opportunity to have a date, like when somebody invites you over and you do stuff and not when they just like call you up at night and try to sleep with you, which seems to be what she's had before. Um, um, so anyway, so they go on there, but on the drive, she gets a text from Corey's probation officer um, being like, so y'all coming to court because uh, you're supposed to be in court now ish. And 
Chelsea says she never got papers for it. So the horses are out and she has to turn around and rush to the courthouse. So again, Corey has some pending petty theft charges. So she's going to go to the court and try to be like, Corey's sick. He couldn't come, blah, blah, blah. So she's scared that she'll be in trouble for even bringing Mikey. So he has to wait in the car and Mikey's not helping because he's like, oh, petty theft. That's what I was locked up for. And she's like, oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) So now she thinks Corey's just going straight to jail. So when Chelsea goes into the court, Mikey tells us that the incident that involved it, it was it, this petty theft was Corey and his friends were stealing from a vending machine. So he's on probation and Mikey is frustrated because that means they can't have fun or even, you know, he keeps wanting to communicate about stuff, talk through his concerns and something's always coming up. So he's a little bit frustrated, but he's kind of understanding at least as it is now. And that was the end of the first episode. (laughs) Yeah. The second episode there, basically um, the, everything was fine. Uh, The judge accepted the fact that, you know, she claimed that she never got the papers. Um, They just, you know, said that the uh, court date was going to be at a later time. So Chelsea was absolutely relieved that nobody was in trouble. And at one point, she thought that she might even go to prison because, you know, she's the legal guardian and she kind of had messed up. So everything was fine. Uh, And then we end off with uh, Mikey moving to uh, where are they, Ohio? Yeah. And. Uh, it seemed like they are finally sleeping together, which he was really stoked about. So, <laughs> yeah, they seem to have a pretty healthy relationship. And I don't think we are going to see them on Life After Lockup. I don't. I Maybe. I, I didn't see the preview for that either. So I will yeah, take a look for that. Um, yeah, they have a lot of – there is a whole – Cast of characters, we got, uh, I think, like nine oh my couples, but I don't believe they're part of it, which is kind of unfortunate because I actually really like them. Yeah, right. I actually, yeah, yeah. actually, and two decently likable people, at least by the standards of this show. Right. right. And still having like an element of drama to it. It's not like everything was, you know, roses mm-hmm. and. Yeah, yeah, they were interesting and I thought enough, but yeah, mm-hmm. it looks like this might be the end of it. And I, I think if that's the case, then we're certainly ending on a high note for them. Yeah, but who knows? It could be, you know, a few years and they could come back because I am <laughs> yes. I am looking at the um Oh yeah, like Chevelle and Quaylen. We haven't seen them in a long time. I know, exactly. Time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All of a sudden they're back together again and back on this show. Like the last time we saw them, they were broken up, I'm pretty sure. I think so, but I don't know. I think they're never all the way broken up. Everybody literally sure. I'm, Okay, I'm not looking at all of them. I'm looking at the nine now. And the nine we have is Brittany yeah. Keyrock, Melissa Louie, Joy Red. Yeah. Right? Coming yeah. back from this one. And then the Chevelle right. and Quaylen is a blast from the past. Um, right. Justine and Michael, they were, you know, on the last time we had life. Blaine and Lindsay, yeah. who were on the last time we had life. Eris yeah. and Cameron, right? And then friggin' Sean and Sarah have to keep coming back. God. And Taylor and Chance. Yeah. And so I'm looking at that list of nine, and there's like two of them that should be together. Everybody else should be broken up. Like, right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like, huh? <laughs> there's not even. Yeah. Not even a discussion. Just stop this. What are you doing? These people are awful. Right. And so yeah, any couple well. I see where I was like, they probably should stay together is like top tier for this for this this show for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think Eris and Cameron are a pretty that was one of that was one of my okay ones. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Brittany Key Rock for now. But if the kid thing is gonna get in the way, then no, you should be broken up. Like if she wants kids that bad, then right. no matter how well you are together, you should be broken up. But Terrell and yeah. Chance break up. Yeah, stop. Oh, gosh, I know, right? Yeah. 
Uh, okay. Well, let's talk about an, another couple that's going to be on Life After Lockup. So we're not seeing the end of them, but that was Melissa and Louie. So Louie is nervous as he's in the dentist chair waiting to get all his teeth removed. Well, let's get specific. All his upper, upper teeth, his teeth his removed. Top teeth, yes. Yeah. So Donna is sitting in the corner looking terrified and sick all at the same time. She's just making these awful faces. Why would you watch? I don't know why you would watch this. I, oh, <laughs> my God. I don't know. So the dentist removes his teeth in no time, and Donna is just ready to leave. Louis is looking at his teeth, and he's just not happy, the dentures. They feel and, like, look too big, and he says he's just living his worst nightmare right now, which is basically losing all his teeth and he's stuck with these dentures and he claims he looks crazy. The dentist says that he will have to come back for adjustments. Louis then has a chance to talk to the receptionist Donna was trying to set him up with before. She tells him that he looks just fine, and as consolation, she gives him her number. Louis is just feeling helpless, and at minimum does say it's an improvement from the four and a half teeth that he did have. He video calls Melissa to show her his new dentures, and she straight up just laughs at him and tells him that she can't take him seriously right now. Melissa is laughing the whole time and tells him that he just looks like he's crazy. When Louis asks what she was doing all day, Melissa tells him not to worry about it. Louis doesn't think that you just put a relationship on pause and tells Melissa so. Melissa says that he's not getting it and doesn't seem to take anything seriously and is living life like a teenager. Louis asks her to just write down exactly what she wants because he thinks he's headed in the right direction. Louis is driving home when his mom calls uh, to ask him to pick her up at the bar. Donna is talking it up with Kennedy. Kennedy has been waiting and plotting to get her chance with Louis. Louis comes to the bar and Kennedy is asking Louis about his bitch of a girlfriend. Kennedy lets him know that he has plenty of options. Hint, hint, her. Louis, uh... Oh, sorry. Louis says that he's allowed to leave the state now, so he's planning on surprising Melissa with a visit. Louis says he's choosing Melissa. Donna thinks that Louis should be pushing back with someone who's so bossy and controlling. Kenny thinks that Louis deserves someone better and won't tell him that he needs to be a man. Louis is planning on relocating to New Jersey, even though he and Melissa are on a long distance pause. All right. And then we get to see them first look like... Just Melissa just does not seem interested in Louie. And, you know, I think her laughing at his dentures yeah, was, is just that like was mean, man. that was just mean. that was mean. Like mm -hmm. that's and that's that, that's the kind of person who I mean, I guess there's some people kind of fit in relationship with those people where you're kind of mean to each other like that. But, man, if you're like, I really think I look bad. I'm insecure here. Let me show you. And just to get laughed at in your face by the mm -hmm. person who's supposed to support you for something you feel yeah. self-conscious about. That's just. Right. Oh my god, that's awful. That's yeah. just awful. I was like, I really was kind of like, what a bitch. She's laughing at him. Like, yeah. No, I thought the exact same. And I was thing. like, because 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 at the end of the day, he wasn't wrong. Those dentures didn't fit. Like they looked ridiculous. No, they didn't. But we know it's going to end up fine because in the interviews, he clearly had upper dentures in that looked fine. Yeah, I, there's a couple things. One, they did look too big. Two, they looked so damn white. Yeah, of course. Uh -huh. Right? It just looked so natural. It reminded me of that Friends episode with Ross's Yeah, teeth. the black light. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> yes. And it's just like, it's it was a bit absurd. Um, but, 
you know, yeah, I mean, he, I felt was self-deprecating to begin with. So why does Melissa have to pile on? Right. Yeah. Just like, cause he was like, ha ha. And she's like, you're a clown. Look at you. <laughs> like, I can't even take you seriously. Like, I can't, I can't even look even, at you. Like, can't even take you seriously right now. It's like, okay. Which is something you can say if they put on a funny say. hat or something, right? Like take off that ridiculous right. hat. Like I can't take you seriously. You look so silly. And they'll give you a heart. If it's that kind of playful banter, this is like, mm. This is an irreversible thing I did to my face. Like you can't yeah. tell me I, I I look so ridiculous. You can't take me seriously. Well, what annoyed me too is I felt like Melissa felt entitled to be able to make fun oh, of she him paid because for it? she was like, "I paid for it." Yeah, that's that's definitely not something to hold over their head. Like, whatever. No. Like, you paid for it because you wanted it to look. Yeah, I mean, if he was a little bit meaner. He kind of threatened it. He was like, whoa, would you rather me not have my teeth? Because that's what she's been terrified of. I don't want to see you without right. teeth. I don't He's want to like, see you I'll without teeth. I'll take it out right I'll now. I'll take it out right now. You want to laugh at it? I'll right. take it out right now. Yeah, but at the same time, like, Louis, for whatever reason, does not want to lose her. <sighs> yeah, I don't – I don't know. I mean, I get moving and doing the fresh start thing, but, like, I don't know. If your other option is Kennedy here, I'm not sure that you're gaining a whole I know, lot. Right? If you're like, well, hmm, like, you know, if you see what else is out there and you're like, oh, that and the receptionist who is like, no, I'll 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 definitely send you my number sometime. (laughs) (laughs) She did give him her number on a post-it note, but I would also not. (laughs) <laughs> right, exactly. I wouldn't be surprised if it was like her direct extension at the office. <laughs> so, yeah, but like you said, yeah. we'll see more of them, uh, uh, assuming in New Jersey when we get to life after lockup. Yes. Well, they did get a first look. And so Louis did surprise Melissa at her work. And she was just like, what are you doing here? And she didn't even seem like super thrilled to see Which him. Is, she seemed, if anything, more annoyed to see and him. And that's funny because I feel like, are they throwing back? This feels like some sort of literature because what was – in the first season she came down. Remember how she almost got yeah. him in trouble because she showed up at his work to be like, right. hi. And it's like, oh, that sucks, doesn't it? Not cool when they just randomly yeah. show up at your work. Now you know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, All right, so let's bring it back to who we have left, who is definitely not going to be on Life After Lockup. That's Andy right. and Brittany. <laughs> so we catch up to Brittany, and this is why, because she tells us that it's been a few months since her and Andy went, her, went their separate ways. So the day she left was the last day they were together. So she's back in LJ, Georgia, which is weird because it's farther away from where her quote unquote family was than Rome. I like looked at all these maps of Georgia, too many. <laughs> And she tells us that wow, that's dedication. Yeah, the, the day she left him is the day she relapsed and went on like a seven to day, seven to ten day bender before she ran out of meth. So she says Goodness. that it's always the way she coped at the end for the end at the end of relationships, and it was a mistake to have ever have involved Andy in her life or her recovery. So she says she just got out of a drug test, um, and hopefully she'll get visitation back for her kids. So I think there's some missing things there. About uh, yep, what definitely. happened in, the, in that intervening time. Um, so – and she says she knows that she has let her kids down. So it's her goal to one day to put them first, which she clearly didn't do this time. So switching over to Andy, he's in Tifton, Georgia, which is way on the southern part of the state, like way, way far away from everything. Um, so he's meeting up with his son Barry and daughter Allie. So he says the last time he tried to go fishing was the day that Brittany uh, rode out on him and hit the streets. 
So he says it's been two to three months since he's seen her face to face. And she sent a few texts from like a random new phone number like, you know, that, that she got. Because remember, she left her other phone with him. Um, Allie asks what happens and he's like, I don't know. We never really saw eye to eye and something. And then out of nowhere, she just started accusing me of fraud and demanding I give her my car. And she was didn't believe him when he said the sports gambling was fraud on his account. And producers ask him directly, was it really weird fraud on your account or do you have a gambling problem? So he says that it's definitely fraud. I don't have a gambling problem. And if you want to know, if you want to proof of it, you can talk to the bank because they gave me my money back off of those charges. Um, so he tells Allie that, you know, she, ever since Brittany came off, thing, carry out, things were off just from day one. And even Barry could tell that. Right. And and Barry says he's thankful that they didn't get busted for drugs <laughs> while they had her yeah. with them. And Allie is pretty much just the I told you so mode. So back to Brittany and she's meeting with her old friend, old, you know, drug friend, then jail friend, now sober friend, Jennifer. So we learned in this conversation that Gracie is in college now. So they're putting together a care package. And while they're doing that, she kind of tells her side of the Andy story. And all of that, that whole side was he was just bullshit. Everything was bullshit. He just lied about everything. He's a scammer. Um, and then I did watch a little bit of the second episode and we see, uh, you know, uh, we see Andy getting a text from her. Uh, he's sitting at the, at the lake asking for a couple hundred for Gracie's care package. Yeah. And under the encouragement of Barry, he's just like, yeah, I'm not doing that. And, um, also block and also, um, delete from phone. Delete. Yeah. Um, so Hopefully she's disappeared for good. But we go back to Brittany and she's just like, oh, I sent him something, but I'm not going to embarrass myself for by asking for anything, which she already did. So I was very confused about how yeah. that worked. Um, and um, she's just absolutely he, – he, he's just a scammer. He, he scammed me. He wouldn't he, – he, he, of course, obviously, he's not going to send something for Gracie. He never would. Um, he never did. He's never going to. So why would I even bother with that? Um, and that's that's where I got to. <laughs> Yeah, well, then she talks about his ex-wife and uh, with her friend because the ex-wife had reached out to Brittany basically to be like, hey, this dude's still married. Um, And Brittany was, you know, once again, reinforces her thing about Andy being a total scammer, total liar. But then we see Andy's side of the story where he mentions his ex-wife. Well, he claims ex-wife to his kids and the kids all kind of corroborate the fact that Andy and his former wife have not been together for quite some time. So there was no like overlap or cheating or anything mm. like that in their eyes, even though legally. Right. But there's still the so issue much. of how divorced are you? And it comes up from right. time to time. And the answer is not at all. divorced. <laughs> well, um, I mean, that's part, then, part of it is it sounds like it's divorced. But like, we're too cheap to file the paperwork. Like we're not together, sure. but we just didn't want to. We're too cheap to file the paperwork. Divorced. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, and then Brittany uh, then gets surprise money from Andy at the end of it all, two hundred dollars, just like she requested uh, for whatever it seems like, because she could spend it on Gracie's care package, or she could be spending it on drugs, which I'm pretty sure she spent it on drugs the yeah, first time. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's exactly where it went, and I'm pretty sure that's yeah, where the so. five hundred dollars I had to give to my kids. I'm pretty sure that's exactly where that went too. Yeah, exactly. So, and that's pretty much where we left off. So, Brittany, she's struggling with her sobriety. Mm -hmm. Um, She wants to do better for her kids, but, you know, it's always going to be a challenge when you have addiction in play. 
Yeah, I mean, this is just, the thing is, it, she, she reminds me of, why can't I remember her name? Destiny. Destiny. Exactly. Destiny. Yeah, she does remind me of Destiny That's as what well. it is. It, it's Destiny. It's, it's. Destiny in a nicer package. Oh, absolutely. In a lot she's of ways. not. She's she doesn't come across as anywhere near as trashy as Destiny did. Um, no. But it's literally the same attitude. Well, I was yeah. promised these things, so of course, if you don't give them to me, you're just a scammer. Even after we break up, you still owe them to me, or else you're a scammer. Right. Like yeah. Like you said, you left him months ago, and you're asking him for money for your kid's care package, and you're upset that he didn't yeah. give it to you. Like what? What do you? What? Yeah. That was destiny that's, as well. That's destiny. I mean, like right there, same yeah. attitude. I mean, even calling him like years later, trying to get I money mean, like, and see what you get me. from Sean. I'm pregnant. Like, yeah. de- destiny, that thing too, where she was like, "I'm pregnant. Is it mine? No, but you still owe me." It's like I don't. I don't see how this logic works. Right. <laughs> 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 yeah, actually, yeah, she does remind me of destiny. Just yeah, everything. Just she comes off as a lot nicer. <laughs> Yes, she she does. She doesn't come off as as grating, as aggressive, let's say, yeah. as Destiny. But her attitude of entitlement and what she's yes. owed from a relationship that she left is right the same, right? Yeah, yeah. And to place all the blame on you know him for certainly lying about things, and it's it is kind of like even a nicer, like less duh, Sean. That we're dealing yeah. with, right? Yeah, he's like Sean was a pushover at the end of the day, mm-hmm. and he, but he also was kind of a liar, mm-hmm. you know, because he just didn't want to get in trouble. This kind of same thing, Andy, and just I feel like Andy's a little bit smarter about the lying. Yeah, and he he'll, he he's better at admitting that, like, oh well, it's not an important lie, you know. I'm going to tell it, uh, you know, this to smooth things over, mm-hmm. or 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 the times when he's not going to, because we both have the same thing. Why are you having another girlfriend? You're a shitty dad. Same thing as Sean, yeah. right? Like, like right, um, right, right, right. And and but he but Andy was definitely not as not as der, derpy dumb as Sean is right. for sure. No, he's not. And I think in a way that makes him look bad in a different way because mm-hmm. he seemed more manipulative. Like Sean's too dumb to be manipulative. Right, right. It, with Sean, <laughs> it's hard to believe that he's being manipulated. You think he's. You're not saying that because you're going to get in trouble or because she's going to be mad. Your right. brain doesn't work farther than that. Right. <laughs> and I could t- so I'm not going to accuse you of this grand manipulation because I don't think you can add two digit numbers together. So I don't think you're capable right. of that, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, whereas Andy you're just like, mm, there's something shady going on here." Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Neither of them are great, but I mean, I I at least thought post this episode when we're the, at least the evidence we were kind of shown or led to for this episode it was like maybe andy wasn't as big of the problem <laughs> well yeah okay so do you think you could piece together uh no i have power ranking i do i think i'm missing a couple hold on who am i missing oh, okay. oh yes there should be 14 um, hold on there is there are 14 i have yes 12 um are you missing a couple? Yeah, I'm, br- I'm missing Br- uh, Brittany and Key Rock. I have to, I have to put them in oh, here. Oh, okay. Um, All right. I have a feeling we might agree with our number one. Uh, I say Mikey. Yeah, I mean, come on. Like, what did he do wrong in this entire season? Like, I can't think of a single thing. He's shown patience with someone who can be a bit moody yeah, sometimes. Yeah, for sure. Like, she is not the best ever. I mean, she's st- which again puts her at 
what's going to be the top end of this list. Because, right, but, right, uh, yes. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah, a little volatile there, but said all the right things, like, seems to really care for his daughter, you know, like, has a really good relationship with his friends and family. Mm-hmm. I mean, no drama from Mar- Mikey. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and then we get, I don't know, everybody else, I could see... You know, I put this together real fast. Yeah, just Mikey, mm-hmm. good. So my number two, yeah. and I could be convinced to move this one around a little bit around here, is, is Louie. Oh, I actually went with Louie as well. I like him. He's a yeah, likable he's, guy. If anything, I feel like the worst he's done is sticking with a girl who clearly is, like, not into him anymore. Right. Yeah, right? It's so, and yeah, listening to his mom too much. And that's the thing is like, she's like upset and she and she's clearly not into him because she gets bothered by stuff that's not, oh, you're just eating ice cream at your mom's. And it's like, I live with my mom. Like, what? Yeah, what, what do you what want? What do you want? Like, <laughs> right. And then she's like getting on his case about not doing more. But it's like, what do you want him to do? He has a job. Right. Not a good enough job for Which her. Yeah, it's most like, convicts, that's a struggle to begin with. So the fact that he even has a job, like, right away, I know that, you know, sh- they definitely seem to have a different perspective of how many hours he was working in a week. Sure. But, I mean, at least he has a job. That's more than we can say yeah, for yeah. most of and these And he doesn't people. come across the way we kind of always heard him from Melissa – you know, being mm-hmm. like, well, he was so popular in high school and he was so cool and he was a popular kid and I get to date him. I thought he was going to be a lot more douchey than he really than he is. Um, no, he <laughs> just he seems really friendly. Yeah, he's just friendly. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Friendly guy. All right. What about your number three? Uh, I'm with Key Rock. Um, OK. I mean, he's annoying. And this is tough because I don't necessarily like listening to him. He kind of annoys mm-hmm. me when he when, when he talks. The problem is he's he's yes. never all that wrong about what he, when he's mm. talking. Like and and he does when they get to the kids' conversation. I do like that he has a position and he takes and he sticks mm. to it. And it's like this is where it is, right? And no matter yeah. how many times she argues about it, that's where it is. The the Jesus rap at the grave was something. Um, and yeah, yeah like he's pretty religious, which if that's what gets you through, gets you through, isn't exactly my bag of somebody I'd hang out with. So he's not somebody mm-hmm. I would hang out with, but I don't feel like he was somebody who did that many things wrong. Right. So th- it was just the reason my reaction wasn't because of Key Rockets. It was just because my number three was Britney. Oh. Um, but it's kind of the same. Like, I kind of feel like Britney and Key Rock, they're both just annoying people yeah. to me. Mm-hmm. They're very, like, nice and they, like, seem to get along with each other and they seem to be really supportive. Mm-hmm. I mean, other than the annoying argument, they – but I just find both of them to be annoying. I find her annoying because she has a very whiny voice mm-hmm. and I find him annoying because of the he's, gospel rap. And, well, and also he's very self-assuredly preachy, and which is something you get with yeah. a lot of, like, you know, religious Christians – is that like sure. everything he says is he says it with such well, I'm going to I have it, it just he seemed yeah he it's a preacher vibe that's what it is to me it's yeah. the preacher vibe yeah i mm-hmm. think that's what it is but i mean but if you think about like what they're saying they're like so supportive they have love for right. each other they have love for their family it's like they're decent people mm-hmm. you know especially like especially if we think about the rest of the cast on the show like so i certainly think they belong like 
up at the top, but I think at the the difference for me between Britney and Key Rock is like, who would I want to be trapped in a room with? Oh, that would be so like, tough. Less. <laughs> I know. So I went Britney over Key Rock. So that was why yeah. Britney was my number three. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So All right. What about your number four? My number four was Sheree. Again, okay. another person that was annoying and I would say not wrong, except for now I just remembered the fact that she lied about to everybody about being, them being yeah. married before. So maybe that should have right. moved her down a few spots. But yeah, like, I was just yeah. I was she was recent, further down recency because bias. Of that. I was thinking about her like not taking any shit and kicking this guy to the curb. So like, yeah, that's yeah, why I put sure. her there. Yeah, um, I went with Chelsea as number four. Mm-hmm. Um, once again, nothing she did was insanely terrible. It's just very moody, yeah. very reactionary, mm-hmm. um, irritable. Yeah, I mean, uh, it would have been. There was a couple scenes like when she left, um, you know, Mikey like on the curb. It was like you're being nasty as hell, like yeah. just really, yeah. really nasty when you got upset. Mm-hmm. And then you know, um, and then the, the other thing that bothered me about her, who's a little bit lower on my list, we'll get to her, was the um, – well, I don't have to tell you where I got my money. It's my money. Yeah. Like, it's just it's just one of those things that's like – and that's that takes an innocent question. Like if my partner was you know struggling with money and struggling with bills and all of a sudden was like, oh, don't worry about it. I got like 10 grand in the bank. I'd be like – Yeah. I wouldn't be like accusatorily be like, where did you get that money? I'd be like, oh, wow, and what happened? And I don't happened? think Mikey was either. And then she'd be like, yeah. well, don't you worry about it. And that's – now I'm suspicious. Like, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. The thing that like kind of for me balanced out a little bit is other than her irritability, because that to me can't be, you know, justified by anything else. Mm -hmm. But it seems like this person has been through a lot of trauma, like even when she reveals the reason why she's very like secretive about her money is because people have stolen from her, you know, like things like that where you're just like, all right. Because uh, that was one of the reasons I can't remember if you had covered that part or yeah, not, yeah. where she said that, yeah, she did. Mm-hmm. you know, yeah, it was because like she has had people steal from her. And it's just like, man, this woman has been through a lot of shit. Yeah, yeah she has. <laughs> she yeah. has. Yeah. So Key Rock was my number five. I just kind of had them all. Yeah. So uh, Brittany know. was my number five. Um, yeah. I just, and she, I just put her below Key Rock for – there were two reasons. One, she wouldn't shut up about the babies after they had already kind yeah. of established what the parameters were. And two, she quit sure. school. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yes. I would have put Brittany way down as a teacher. No, stupid. We don't need those kinds of excuses in here. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. How about your number – was that your number that six? That was my number five. But my number six okay. we talked about already too. My number six is where I put Chelsea. Okay, sure. Uh, I went number six, Renika. Um, I mean, she wasn't, you know, dumb about things other than she moved other her than kids. The gigantic dumb thing that she did, yes. <laughs> yeah, she moved her kids. And, you know, I always hate when people do stuff like that. But, I mean, she didn't actually get back together again with him, even though she teased it. And given enough time, she might have gone back to him and then she would have been much but further But there would have down. been no – there's no going back to him. There's just like agreeing yeah. to be one of the women he's fooling around with. Yes, like, that's true. That's, sure. Right? That's all it is. Um, yeah. So she was a little lower for me than for me because of the 
I feel like the and I can't even remember if that happened on this season. Was that this season or did she officially when did she officially move her children for this man that didn't even last 12 hours? Like, yeah, I think it was the last season. It was it was definitely in between because we started off this season with her outside the prison. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he was the first. Maybe maybe that just gives Taylor's holdover. Like, I should have just no. That goes against her last season ranking. This season, all she did was hire the PI. Um, Right. So anyway, she's a little bit lower. I have Melissa right there. Um, Okay. She's annoying. She wants out of this relationship, I think. Um, Yeah. But at least she's not cheating on him. Or uh, I think, yeah. or scamming him, and I feel like everybody below her is cheating and scamming. <laughs> like so, right? Okay, so <laughs> I went with Melissa as my number seven. Kind of the same thing. Like, didn't treat him super well, but at the end of the day, she's the one who gave him the five thousand dollars for the dentures. Right? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's something. Right, and then we get then we get into the nitty gritty. So, like, I have. Eh, I'm gonna adjust. I'm gonna call uh, uh, Audible on this one. I'm gonna switch it up. I'll put Renika at my eight. Okay. Um, uh, yeah. So Sheree was at my eight. So I think we more or less have everybody. the same yeah. top eight. Yeah. Okay. So that leaves my. Yeah. Sheree, the lying. Um, there was one other thing she did. Oh, the stupid, like trying to be petty and cause drama oh, right, at Anthony's right. by biting baby daddy. She's trying to get her baby daddy oh, and Anthony gosh. to kind of fight over right. right. And it's like, yeah, they're not going to fight. So yeah. joke's on you. Yeah. Maybe that is a little better. Uh, so that leaves us with the same bottom. What? One, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, six. All right. Yeah. So as much as. This person annoyed the crap out of me all season. Oh, yeah. It's Joy. Like, yeah, my number nine was Joy as well. She is annoying. If I, okay, if I was like the last person I would want to be stuck in a confined space with for a long period of time, Joy would be my number one, followed yeah. very closely by Brittany. And it has to do with that whining. Yeah. It's the whining and the crying, and I just I would not be able to tolerate yeah. it. It, it, it. And the fact that she's made she's making awful decisions, like in terms of who yeah. our partners are. We always have that as it comes up later. But like moving across the country, doing the thing, having this person you that's never actually met your son say that's my son. It's all very, and then it's yeah. coming back because of the sunk costs. Like it's annoying, right? Yeah, yeah. All right, what about your number 10? Uh, so it was it got real bad down here. I said Andy. Um, yes. And I Because they're there and I feel like – I don't feel like he's the most upfront honest person. He's he's no. on some level scamming. But I feel like yeah. Brittany was scamming a little harder. <laughs> okay, so that's funny that you should say that because to me, Brittany and Andy were cut from the same cloth. They are the same. The reason why I ranked Brittany higher is because Andy just annoys me more. I mean, he does. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. Yeah. And he does. But yeah. But- because he's so like, um, uh, what is that word? Like, you know, smug about everything. Yeah. And I just, I hate no, that. I just want to I mean, slap the Andy would be on my list of face. people I don't want to spend a lot of time with. Like. Oh, in a room because um, he would try to talk to you like I feel like Brittany would just like ignore me and I could she just do her nails and we could be fine Brittany's and, he, and he's yeah. gonna talk to me and he's gonna be like well you know and I'm like no I don't know stop stop uh oh, but gosh, at the end of the day yeah. so- I think that I, I I don't like I mean it's hard to hold it against an addict but like the relapse stuff and the drug stuff and like even I know yeah. you're not telling us the whole story because you just had a drug test to see if you could see your kids again so there's more than right. oh I just ran out of drugs and hold oh, I'm back now like there's a large yeah. part of that story that you skipped over, and I know you did. 
right? Yeah. So, I mean, I had Brittany as my and number so 10 and Andy as my I number 11. I had switch. Still 10 and yeah. 11. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, who was your number 12? Oh, and I, 12, and it's, uh, I, I was really debating where to put him. I put Anthony because I wasn't okay. sure how bad what he did, how violent what he did really was. And honestly, because it happened off camera. And it's just, we kind of heard secondhand okay. from it. But I, if, if you ha- somebody has him at 14, I have no problem with that at all. Well, I did have him as number 14. <laughs> we'll bury the lead there. But uh, number 12, I went with Asante. Because really, who's worse out of Asante and Red? Probably the guy who's uh, the worst, the one who's like better at hiding it or actually actively hiding it. I don't know. But the fact that Asante is kind of like, eh, you found out. Whatever. Like, you know what you're getting into. <laughs> to me, that's a little less bad. Uh, so it's funny because I went, th- I had that same debate, like uh, uh, Red and Asante, who's worse? Uh-huh. And it's like, I ended up saying Asante just because of volume. <laughs> like, <laughs> sure. Like, just because there's so much more. And I don't know if he was right. hiding it. Like, at least Red... <laughs> Like, I mean, they both literally did the same thing. They got out, they had yeah. sex with their partner, and they stepped out and had sex with someone else, like, immediately. Like, yes. they both did that, right? right? It's yes. just that Asante did it, like, I don't know. I, I, it is tricky. It is bad. I just, yeah, just in volume. He was doing that, and then at least Red was, like, apologetic. But I guess you're right. If it's if it's fake apologies, and but he might not do it once. Asante, just based on volume, went lower for me. Right. I, I don't even think Asante tried to, like, deny it, really. No, no. When confronted. He's done, and that's the thing. That's someone who's done enough bad things that they do things that they're not, like, I feel like Red is just less experienced at doing this thing, that he's right. like, no, I'm sorry, I'm going to get it, I'm going to sneak, I'm going to get away with it. And Asante's like, oh, yep, you got me, this one's done, caught this one. Like, like I'm not going to yeah. try, like, I'm not... Uh, and part of the reason he doesn't have a try is because like, oh, well, okay, you caught me. Ha ha. If you break up with me, I still have like six other girls. So I don't care. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I went with Anthony as number 14 simply because, you know, domestic DV violence. DV. I don't think. Yeah. Right. Uh, and then also in addition to that, um, you know, Sharice, to me, that builds credibility because Sharice certainly seems like the type of mom who would back up her son if there was a reason to back up her son, you know, like Anthony was such a mama's boy. And so I just I feel like the fact that Sharice was on Sheree's side to me gave it credibility. Makes sense. Yeah. See it. All right. So we'll be back next week with our life after lockup crew, uh, which includes a few of our couples. Yeah, I have no idea. I highly doubt we'll see nine people next week, but who knows oh, no, how many I don't we will. Think so. like, it's going to be. It's going to be a crapshoot, I feel like. Who are you looking forward to the I mean, most? I at least want to kind of see where Chevelle and Quaylen are, just because we haven't seen them in a long mm. time. Um, I really then, just want to see the demise of Chance and what's her face's relationship, Taylor. Yeah, Chance and right. Taylor. I just and if it and if there is no demise to their relationship, I'm not well, going to enjoy okay, watching but them. But that that literally applies to. It. Not any of them because I do I do like um, I do like Cameron and Eris and I don't want them to be mm-hmm. the demise. But most of them I was talking about was I would love to see the demise of their relationship. If their relationship demises, I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> right? If Joy and Red crash yeah. and burn, 
all great. Oh gosh. Right? If Chance and Taylor crash and yeah. burn, fantastic. This is great TV. Anybody who okay, well, muddles through like this nonsense just getting cheated on, I don't really want to sit through that again. No, I don't either. And so that to me is like going to be Joy and Red. Joy is going to find out about the cheating, Mm -hmm. you know, and she's going to cry and take him back. (laughs) I just don't know what to do. It's like, well, as soon as she says, I don't know what to do, I feel like, well, I know what you're going to do, whether it's what you want to do or not. Oh my gosh. Yeah. All right. So we'll see. We'll see what actually plays out starting next week. We will see everybody then. All right. So until then. Bye. Okay. Bye. Good.